marketing and mindset business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs just like you, helping you get noticed, hired and paid what you're worth so you can grow a successful coaching business. And I'm also the host of the Coaches Connection series and this is episode 5, how bartering your services could affect your money mindset and your business's growth. On today's show, I'm going to talk about bartering. Is this sound business sense or is it a money mindset barrier? I'm also going to be talking a little bit about how to start budgeting towards your support team and what you focus on expands. We're talking a little bit more about that. On today's show, I'll also be answering Hayley P's question. And the biggest hurdle that she has to getting paid what she's worth is managing her time. And maybe you can relate to that as well. And as always on each show, I have an inspirational tip to help you be more empowered in your week moving forward. Now, if this is the first time that you're joining me on today's show, then welcome. It's great to have you part of our community and I hope that uh, you'll be listening to our podcasts on a weekly basis. I also encourage you to subscribe to our iTunes channel so that you don't miss out on any of our future shows. Every week I have a new Coaches Connection episode and also every week I interview another guest expert and all of my guest experts has wisdom and knowledge to share to help you grow a successful business as well. So go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel if you haven't done so already. While you're also over on iTunes, can I get you to leave a comment about what you thought of today's show and about any of our other shows as well. It's always great to get comments and also ratings for our show because it just means that it's going to support us in getting noticed on iTunes. And the more people we get to hear about our show means and more people that we can connect with and help build a successful coaching business and practice. And if you've got friends or colleagues or associates that don't yet know about our show, then I would love and appreciate you sharing our show with them so that they could listen to us on a weekly basis as well. Now, if you have a comment or you do have a question that you would like me to answer in an upcoming show, there's a number of ways that you can reach out. If you're in Australia, you can ring 039-708-6930, 039-708-6930. If you're in the US, the number to ring there is 520-777-9610, 520-777-9610. Now, if you are listening to us from anywhere else in the world, and I know we've got a number of you UK listeners as well. Hi, great to have you with us today. Then you can leave a message via the website. So all you need to do on the right hand side, you'll notice there's a little button that says send a voice message. All you need to do is press that, follow the instructions, it'll record your message and email that directly to me. I love hearing from you. Uh, I know there's a number of you that have reached out to let me know how much you're enjoying the show. Fantastic. I'm so glad. This show is all about you helping you build a successful coaching business and practice and I know how lonely it can be for many of you you and maybe you too are operating a home-based business which means that you're not really interacting with other business owners and other people during your day and I know how lonely that can get I used to be in that position as well so this may be a great way for you to get your questions answered or you might have a comment or maybe you've had an aha that you want to share as well. Let me know. It's always great to hear from you. All right, let's get on to today's topic. Bartering. Is this sound business sense or is it a money mindset barrier? You know, recently I uh, shared with my Facebook community this statement. 
bartering because you can't afford help? This could be a barrier. So what's stopping you from making the income you need to hire someone? And one of my communities over on Facebook said, what's wrong with bartering? Makes a whole lot of sense to me all the way around, rather than spending money. Now that's an interesting comment. And I know if you are just a startup business, you may not yet have the funds to be able to hire support team. And that's okay. I know that when I first started my business, there was cert- I didn't certainly have the funds to be able to support me in hiring team either. But here's a couple of things that I want you to be aware of. And it's so very, very important because I know that I have colleagues who are still bartering. They're still doing contra deals because they haven't got enough money to invest in support team. And it has become a barrier. You know, and each time you enter into a contra deal or a bartering relationship, it just confirms to you. It sends this unconscious message that, hey, I'm not able to hire someone because I'm not generating enough money. That's not a nice money mindset or money belief that you want to continue strengthening because you're focusing on that. So here's a couple of points that I wanted to make in today's show. Number one, and this goes to the statement of what one of my community members says, said, makes a whole lot of sense all the way around than spending money. Okay, I'm a firm believer that hiring team, it's not a cost. It's an investment in your business, especially if you are hiring the right staff in the right jobs. If you're not hiring the right staff in the right jobs and you know, you've know you got a staff member that's not pulling their weight or they're not doing the things that they said that they would do and you're finding that you're needing to chase them, then absolutely it's a cost because they're not um, generating the return of your investment in them. But if you've got the right staff member in the right role doing the right activities, then it is an investment in your business. And here's why. Because quite often when we're running our own business, we're solopreneurs. Because we don't have a number of team members to support us when we're first starting off, we end up doing a lot of the activities ourselves, pretty much everything from the marketing to the bookkeeping, through to the promotions, through to working with our clients, a lot of different things. But did you know that by doing that all yourself, by doing the admin, by doing the bookkeeping and how many times uh do I hear people say, I hate bookkeeping, it confuses me, yet they're still doing it because they can't afford to hire anyone. That in itself is a cost to you and I encourage you to put the steps in place that'll get you hiring a bookkeeper as soon as you can. An example that I shared in one, in one of the other previous episodes was of one of my six-figure business success clients and she had been doing the bookkeeping herself for quite some time but she hated it. She loathed it and she dreaded it for many, many years. And what was happening was when she knew that her business activity statement, that's here what we call them in Australia, we have our BAS, which which is due every quarter to the tax office and we need to input our financial figures, we need to reconcile them, we need to report them. And for someone, in particular my six-figure business success client, she wasn't a bookkeeper and she dreaded it. But every three months when she knew this was coming up she started to dread and her energy and her productivity levels unfortunately uh, were significantly impacted because she knew that this was coming up. Now when she input all of those figures and she reconciled them and she did all of the bookkeeping herself it would take her hours and hours and in fact around three to four hours. Now she then decided 
after one of our coaching calls to invest in a bookkeeper. And did you know that she reclaimed the three to four hours? It only took the bookkeeper not even an hour to do that. So my client was then able to in not only invest in a bookkeeper and it was getting done accurately and far quicker, she was able to then spend her time on revenue producing tasks. She was able to put more time her time and energy and expertise into going out and connecting with prospective clients, putting together programs, following up on inquiries, you see, and that is revenue generating tasks. And she didn't have to worry anymore about the uh, bookkeeping that she needed to do. And the stress and the anxiety and the energy and productivity all was being impacted negatively. Well, not anymore. So I'm a firm believer in that when you invest in team you get the right person in the right job it frees up your time to do more revenue generating activities and not only your time but your energy Uh, and she was just so much more productive as well and so will you be so my question to you is what is the real cost to you in your business by not investing in the support you need One thing that you can start to do, and this is what I did, was when I first started my business and I couldn't yet afford to hire a team, was putting aside money every time that I got a client, putting a portion of that away for my team. I had the intention, I set the intention that eventually I would hire a team. And I've got a number of team members now. I've got about seven people. Now, not on a full-time basis. They're all contracted part-time basis. But there are VAs, a sound production team, web designers, graphic designers. They are all on my team, people that I can call on when I need that support. And every time a client invests, I put a portion of that aside for my team. So that's what I did many years ago when I first started out in my business and I've continued to do that so that eventually I could hire someone part-time and then you know get them to do the admin stuff and, and some more of the website and every time I grew my business expanded so did my support team. So that's what I really want to encourage you to do is to start budgeting towards you having your own support team. The next point I want to mention is what you focus on expands and this is something that I firmly believe to be true. So in your business you can have abundance and that is opportunities, possibilities, all of those incredible things, lots and lots of business out there. Or on the flip side of the coin you can have lack And that's not having much money, not having many clients, not being able to hire a support team. So you can have abundance or you can have lack. And either one of those you can be focusing on. Now guess what? You can't focus on those two things at the same time. So if you're focusing on the fact that you haven't got enough money to hire a team, that you haven't got enough time to do everything in your day, you're focusing on lack. And that means you're not focusing on abundance and opportunities. So what happens is what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on the lack, on the fact that you can't hire a team, on the fact that you don't have enough money, that you don't have enough clients um, investing in your services, that's what you're going to continue expanding. And I don't know about you, but 
I don't want to be strengthening that. I don't want to be strengthening the belief that I can't afford help or I'm not generating enough income. I'm not generating enough clients or not enough clients investing in my services so I can't invest in my team. So I really want you to concentrate on focusing on abundance, on possibilities, on opportunities. And one of the ways to support you is to look at budgeting, to set that intention and to take the steps that you need to take that'll eventually get you to the stage where you will be generating enough money to be able to hire a team, even if they're only on a part-time basis. It's still people that you can invest in to support you in your business so that you're not doing everything yourself. So the lesson in this point is set a powerful intention and take the action steps that you need to take to ensure that you're focusing on what you want to expand. And that is a abundance, on growth, possibilities, opportunities. Yeah? Okay. Just the last point that I want to share about bartering is that if you do enter into a relationship with someone where they're doing work for you and you're doing work for them, it's a reciprocal relationship and there's no money that's exchanging hands, then to ensure that that relationship doesn't turn sour, make sure you have a formal agreement in place. I've heard of many unfortunate situations where a bartering relationship has ended in frustration, in disappointment because one of the parties has done their end of the bargain, has done their work that they promised to complete, yet the other person for some reason just hasn't got around to it or they haven't completed it or they haven't done it to the level that was expected and that was agreed upon. Avoid disappointment in getting yourself, finding yourself in this situation by having a formal agreement that both parties know what is expected, the tasks that need to be done, the level that of you know of those tasks that need to be done, so the expectation around the quality of work, and more importantly, by when that job is to be completed, and also the value of the, the the work because if you do your end of the bargain if you have completed your tasks that you agreed to complete in the bartering relationship and the other person hasn't done that by the, the due date the work that you've done for them immediately becomes due and payable as an invoice so that you're not left out of pocket and then thinking you know it's not fair I've done my end of the deal and they haven't delivered on their end of the deal it then becomes immediately due and payable to you that's a great way uh, of ensuring setting yourself up a formal agreement to ensure that you don't get stuck with a relationship that may go sour at the end I would encourage you not to get into a bartering relationship if you can avoid it but rather set the intention and put away money budget to hire to team even if it's only on part-time but if you do enter a relationship with bartering then certainly ensure that you have a formal agreement in place all right so hope that was helpful for you let's move on to answering Haley P's question the biggest hurdle I have to getting paid what I'm worth is managing my time so Haley from what I understand is that you've got lots and lots of activities on your to-do list and you're just struggling to ensure that you're getting these done and this is a very common issue and problem with many coaches that I speak to now 
hiring team is certainly something that's going to support you in lessening the workload, particularly for the tasks like the admin and clerical tasks and bookkeeping tasks and all of those tasks that you don't necessarily like to do. So one of the things that I find when I'm talking with coaches is that because they're trying to do everything, what will often happen is, particularly the tasks that they don't really enjoy doing, they'll start to procrastinate. And what happens then is their energy levels go down, they feel guilty and there's this horrible yucky feeling around the things that they know that they should be doing but they're not doing because they're avoiding it. That impacts your energy levels on the tasks that you enjoy doing. You may not realize it but it absolutely is. The cost is far greater to you than just you know delaying or procrastinating on those tasks that you don't really want to do. It impacts your energy across the board. So you want to make sure that if you are uh, doing the tasks or trying to do those tasks and you're struggling with them, make a commitment to yourself to start outsourcing those. Another point is to shut down all distractions. I mean, how many times do I see coaches, you know, oh, just check my Facebook, or oh, I'll just check my email, or they answer telephone calls right in the middle of working on something that really does require their undivided attention. If you're working on something and you've got a lot of distractions that are happening during your day, or during the time that you're working on it, it will sometimes take twice as long, if not longer, to complete that task. So shut down all of your distractions. That certainly is going to help you get through things far more quickly. The third tip that I want to share on this, Hayley, for you, and of course for you if you're listening because managing your time is something that you're struggling with, I encourage you also to monitor the different times of the day and find out which time of day is best for you and where your energy levels are up. I know for me, my energy levels are the the highest very early in the morning and then again late at night. And so I know that if I'm needed to edit something or if I need to do some writing or work that requires my creativity, then I need to do that on either of those times when I know I'm not going to get interrupted, even interrupted by my, you know, by my own activities such as checking Facebook and Twitter and all of those uh, social media platforms. So find out which is the best time of the day for you and then schedule the must-do tasks. They're very important tasks that you need to work on in those particular uh, times of the day. Now those are just three tips. If you want to know some more tips about managing your time, then you need, if you haven't already, get my gift to you, which is the Business Success Kit for Coaches. And you can get that gift at www.bizsuccesskit.com for the number four coaches.com and uh, there is an entire module there busyness versus productivity and profitability and it takes you through the steps of recognizing uh, the activities that you're working on and are they going to drive you forward or are they actually keeping you stuck because um, busyness and you're doing lots of different things some of those tasks can really not be the best tasks that you should be working and concentrating on if you're wanting to build a successful coaching business and practice. So go ahead and uh, get my gift, that kit, bizsuccesskitforcoaches.com and it's got that module and of course lots of other great modules to help you build a successful business of your dreams, doing what you love, which is coaching and being a support to your clients. So I hope that was helpful for you, Hayley. 
of course Haley go and get the kit if you haven't done so already um, so those are just the three tips that I want to share with you in managing your time and how you can ensure that you are productive and profitable all of the tasks that you're working on in your business are productive tasks and profitable tasks helping you build the business of your dreams doing what you love all right if you've got a question similar to Haley's or, or another topic where you're struggling to get paid what you're worth the numbers to ring so that you you can leave me your name, your company name and your question so that I can answer that in an upcoming show. It's 039-708-6930 if you're in Australia, 520-777-9610 within the US or if you're calling in from anywhere else in the world, you can leave a message via our website. All you need to do is send a voice message by pressing the send a voice message button Follow the instructions and uh, your message will get sent directly to me. All right, on to our next segment, which is today's inspirational tip. And as always, it's a tweetable. So go ahead and share that with your community. A confused prospect says no. Are your online communications sending conflicting messages? Remember to be on brand at all times. Now, for those of you who've been following me for a while, know that I am a personal branding and branding enthusiast. And that's because I've been doing personal branding for many, many years, <laughs> you know, even previously as, as, as a career coach and helping people identify and build a strong personal brand online. Now, building a strong brand online and, and offline too for you is going to be very important, especially if you want to build visibility and credibility out in the marketplace as the go-to coach in your industry. But if your brand, if your brand message, your brand promise and how you're positioning yourself in the marketplace is confusing, if your ideal client and the person who you want to serve and you want to coach and support goes to your website or reads an article or reads your tweet or a post and doesn't relate and connect to that message, then you are sending a conflicting message and they will say no because a confused prospect says no. So it's important to be on brand at all times. It's important to have a consistent message and one that is very much targeted to your niche market and to the problems and issues and struggles that they're going to face so that they can see you as the go-to person to provide the solutions. But being on brand at all times also means being professional. Now, yes, you can incorporate various things about your life and personal things like, you know, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes tweet things about if I'm going, uh, doing some exercises or if I'm, you know, drinking a juice or, or I've found a recipe that's a, it's a healthy recipe that I'm enjoying, you know, things about what's going going on in my family I'll share those as well but what you won't see me sharing because it just doesn't happen is is if, if I'm having a bad day and I'll get online and I'll have such a you know a negative whinge um, and complaining you won't see me do that you won't see me doing other unprofessional things which people could view me as being unprofessional I just won't do that so you need to be mindful too about everything you share, everything you say, even the communities that you hang out with and the people that you partner with. You know, you might be having JV opportunities. Everything 
speaks to your brand and if you are going online or even offline if you're at a networking event and if your message is not on brand or if it's confusing if you've got an ideal client or prospective customer sitting in that audience or reading that tweet or post online you've probably just turned them off which is going to be very unfortunate so a confused prospect says no make sure that everything that you do online and offline is on brand at all times because it's building your reputation building your credibility as the go-to coach in your industry so hope that was helpful for you Hey, we've come to the end of another show and I really want to encourage you to spend some time thinking about the things that I spoke about today, especially about bartering. It's really important from the money mindset perspective and from keeping a mindset of you know opportunities and abundance and, and business growth that you're focused on moving forward rather than remaining stuck and thinking, I haven't got enough money to invest in team. You don't want to be focusing on lack you want to be focusing on growth. So just a reminder to spend some time. Maybe you you like to do some journaling. Do some journaling around that and really see what's happening for you in your business and if you need to change some of your beliefs to some that are more helpful moving forward in your business. Until next time, here's to your success and brilliance. This is Anne-Marie.